and that's the way it is. That's Nightly News for this Wednesday night. I'm Tom Brokaw. This is primetime television here, folks. It's showtime! Welcome to the FTV Live Netcast, episode number three. I am Scott Jones of FTVLive.com. I'll be your pilot today. If you look out the right side of the aircraft, you will see the Jungle River Cruise. Okay, maybe not. Anyway, it's good to be back for another week, another good netcast. And uh, I have another good guest uh, coming up, uh, Paul Conrad with WGN Morning News in Chicago. Funny guy, great guy. And uh, so we'll be talking to him in just a little bit. You know, I'm thinking this netcast has become like so popular. I mean, we're on episode three. The amount of streams on the first two episodes are ridiculous. The amount of streams on last week's episode was really ridiculous. And um, I'm thinking this is how I should just do FTV Live. I should just do an audio version of FTV Live and not even write anything because then, you know what? I don't have to worry about typos at 2 in the morning. I don't have to worry about, you know, autocorrect at 2 in the morning. I could just talk, and if I stumble, I stumble. So that might be an idea, um, although I doubt that's going to happen, but it could be cool. You know, what would really, you know what that would really kill is the people that steal stuff from FTV Live, the other websites, the newspapers, and everything else, because they'd be stuck listening to all of FTV Live on the netcast before they could swipe their material. And, uh, you know, it's so funny. I got into it, uh, well, it's been a while. This guy, uh, a former news director that had a little trouble with uh, some lawsuits against him and everything, uh, filed, uh, he uh, has been, his, he bought a website, a failing, you know, TV website. And, you know, the website has just been swiping stuff from FTV Live. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, I have countless, in fact, I'll probably do something about this on the site at some point in time just because I have so many examples of like where I put a story up and then two or three days later they put the story up and it always starts out tipsters say anonymous tipsters say anonymous sources but it was already on FTV live the day or two days or three days before and and you guys all notice it I mean I don't even subscribe to the site they want like 10 bucks a month to read you know lifted material from other sites. I mean, they don't break anything themselves or anything else. So I reached out to the guy that bought the site, tried to be cool about it, and said, hey, you know, got a problem. You, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my material is being lifted and placed on your site. He's like, oh, I'll take care of it. Then we got to this WNYW story with the big shakeup that FTV Live broke way, way before anybody else. And they started like, it was 10 or 15 days later, they finally touched the story and they linked it to somebody else. I pointed it out to them. I'm told it was going to be taken care of. They've never mentioned FTV Live. And I, and I will say, even when this site was in its, quote, heyday and they linked to FTV Live, it would bring right around 11 clicks to FTV Live. To give you an idea, if I send out a tweet, just a tweet, you know, that says, breaking news, anchor blown out in Baltimore, that tweet alone will send a thousand people to FTV Live. So that's kind of, you know, this is a this is like 11. Anyway, so I reach out to the guy, I'm telling him, you know, this is BS, you're, you know, you can't, you know, and I and I really thought, 
Well, he knows. I mean, you can just do a simple web search and see that FTV Live broke this story of Lori Stokes going to WMYW and Greg Kelly leaving. Broke it way before anybody else. You didn't even have to take my word for it. Just do a web search. You would have seen, you know, I was way out in front on the story. And so then they tried to go around me. And the funny thing was they linked to a story that was like years old in a newspaper. It was really embarrassing for them. You know, they had Greg Kelly was going to go to the night shift and everything else. And I emailed them, told them about it. And then when I did, they pulled the story down. And I said, well, you should at least issue some kind of apology. So they made up some story. In fact, one guy emailed me and then they posted a story and the two stories didn't even match. Um, like what they said to you guys on the site and what they said to me, they didn't even, the stories didn't even match. So anyway, and the funny thing is, this guy, this former news director, bought another failing website that I didn't even know was around anymore. And he reaches out to FTV Live and wants to place an ad on FTV Live for this other site. So the guy, you know, who, I, it was unbelievable. So he wants to put an ad on the site, and uh, he doesn't even advertise it on his other failing website, which is weird. So, but he wants to, you know, he wanted to buy an ad and put it on FTV Live. Well, after all this and everything else, and I, and I sent these emails back and forth, and I have copies of all of these, and screenshots of everything and as I said at some point I'll probably put it up on FTV live just so everybody can see because I think you should see when somebody's being you know dirty for lack of a better term and uh, and people should know that so I uh, but I emailed the guy back and I said look if this is the way you do business I have no absolutely no thoughts of having you advertise on FTV live um, you know, FTV Live's sponsors and advertisers are the best of the best in the business. I have turned down money to uh, from, you know, different people that have wanted to advertise because I don't believe in their business. I mean, so you know if the ad's on FTV Live, it's a solid business that you can trust, and that's it. And uh, so there was no way I was going to have this guy come on and, and bring this company, you know, the way his company does business, I had no urge to put him on. And he goes in the pile with the other people that I was not going to have any advertising with. So um, anyway, it was it was, it was was pretty weak. It was weak on his part, um, you know. And then, you know, his last email was like, I'm blocking your emails because uh, I, I don't want to deal with you anymore or whatever. And I emailed him back and I write, uh, you know what? I know you didn't block my email. And second of all, he's still following me on Twitter. Now, when he listens to this, he probably will no longer be following me on Twitter because he'll have to make it look good. But he's still following me on Twitter. And, uh, and, and you know, I can see my stats. I can see who logs on to FTV Live, their location and everything. And I can see that they're logging on to FTV Live. You know, so it's not like they don't see it. Of course they do. They're following me on Twitter, so they see it on Twitter. They're logging on to the site. They just are so jealous of FTV Live, they will not give proper credit. In fact, they have never credited FTV Live, ever, ever, not a single time. Uh, the old owner of the site did from very, not few and far between, but at least he did. Uh, this guy won't. So uh, anyway, you know what? The, as I said, I, I hate to sound like Donald Trump, but it's a failing website that wants you to pay $10 a month to read lifted material. Yeah, I don't think any of you are probably stupid enough to do that, so it really doesn't make a difference. But anyway, just got to get that off my chest because 
you know, unbelievable the crap that people pull. And and he's not the only one that does it. I mean, you know, it's just uh, there's others that do it as well. But let's not get into it. I think it's time to bring in our guest and get this ball rolling. Let's get ready to rumble! My next guest, or I guess my only guest for today's podcast, is uh, one of my favorite people, and I've never met him. But uh, he's on the best uh, morning show in America, which is, uh, that's huge. Uh, Paul, Paul Conrad, who is at WGN Morning News, which is the number one show in Chicago, the one, number one morning show in Chicago. Uh, they go up against the Today Show, they go up against Good Morning America, and they wax them. So it's pretty impressive. And uh, Paul, I want to welcome you. And I also, I got to point out that Paul was... One of the top five best people uh, last year for uh, that FTV Live named, and you know we only named five for an entire year, and he was actually number two. And uh, so I want to welcome you to uh, to the netcast here, Paul. Well, thank you very much. Listen, I got to tell you how um, honored I am by uh, the combination of your kind words that you just let off with, and uh, that recognition as well. I, it, means more than probably you think it does but it's just nice to to hear such kind things and i I just want to say i'm grateful to be with you today and i appreciate uh how much uh, support you've given our show and how uh, your kind words about it really means a lot well that's good that uh the check cleared once again i'm happy um but i gotta ask uh you know you just got done you just got off a four-hour morning show and now here you are i gotta talk some more so we 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 try and won't keep you too long but Uh, you've been you've been at wgn for you just celebrated 20 years so you're going on your 21st year and i just finished 21 or 21 years yeah last month was 21 years and did, it feels every bit of it. <laughs> did you really? I mean, seriously, when you went there, I mean, it's Chicago. It's the number. It's the number three market. It's a huge market. Did you think you'd twenty-one years later you'd still be there? No, uh, not at all. In fact, you know, twenty-one years ago, WGN was like the last station you wanted to work at. Um, I remember coming, thinking, well, maybe it'll give me an opportunity to work at one of the networks or move on to a national show. And um, so you kind of viewed it as it was it was kind of the dog in the market. Uh, you know, it's always been Chicago's very own. But the morning show was just started. I think it had been maybe a year or two. And um, there was something about being on that show that initially we were just hoping that it would get some kind of a rating, right, that would be sufficient. And I remember the first couple of years, there not being a ton of pressure because – the expectations were low, and we were just kind of trying to find our way. And frankly, God bless management at that time. They kept their hands off and gave it time to kind of form an identity. And you know, every market already has three, four newscasts that are doing it exactly the same. And uh, it just slowly but surely kept growing and growing. And frankly, probably the first seven or eight years, in my mind, I'm still thinking, well, I wonder where else I can go from here. And it's probably been in the last eight to ten years that I've been kind of like, you know what? The station has, oddly enough, kind of become the place that you want to work in this market uh, in this day and age, given the volume of news that we do, given how 
our approach to things is kind of different. And there's also being an independent station and not having to deal with all the network uh, guidelines and stuff that I think local news operations are obligated to. uh, It's kind of, it's totally transformed. Like it's really the only station that I'm terribly interested in working for just because the format has enough flexibility and freedom management really kind of leaves it alone because it does so well in the ratings. Rarely do they, I always joke that they're not watching, but I know they've got their eyeball on things, but it's just kind of a nice that it's had success because everyone just kind of is hands off with it. They're like, listen, it's not broken. Let's not screw around with it, which is rare, I think, in TV news. Well, that's the, uh, and, uh, you know, we won't get too much into it, but uh, tri- you are the Tribune station and you said all these great things and how network is keeping everything off. But uh, it's pretty likely that you're going to be owned by Sinclair. And uh, does that mean uh, Boris Epstein's going to be sitting at the courtesy desk with you? Uh- <laughs> yeah, I'd be glad to have anybody. But I don't think, um, I think I may have a, contra- a contrary position on according to, uh, opposed to everyone elsewhere I just think that we're number one don't they're I think these are relatively bright people the deal is so incredibly leveraged they got to make it work and I don't think that you come in and you start messing around with something that's not broken hopefully I, I you know what I hope smart enough to figure that yeah out. I really and I hope you're right I mean I you know I fear for uh you know, friends that I have at Tribune stations and stuff like that. And and people have asked me. I mean, you know, I get emails all the time. And more and more viewers read FTV Live and email me, which is, you know, just blows me away because the site has always been geared for people in TV news. But they'll email me and they'll, they'll ask, you know, what do you think is going to happen? You know, what, what are they going to do to the morning show at WGN? And I answer back very often with the, exactly what you say. I'm like, it's the number one show in the market as an independent station. And I said, if the people at Sinclair have half a brain, and that may be all they have, but if they have half a brain, they're going to... Uh-oh. Is that... Uh, is that David Smith? Is that David Smith? Is he pulling up behind you? Yeah, maybe so. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I... Know that there's a ton of anxiety around it, and I think whenever there's change, the other reality is that Tribune hasn't had. It's not like everyone for years has been going on oh, Tribune station. That's a station that they really spend a lot of money and do things right. We've been bitching and moaning for the last twenty years about how we've just gone through so many cycles, right? So there's part of me that's like, you know what? We'll take on whatever the next challenge is in front of us. I can't stress out about it today, you know. Exactly. And you know what? That's the way you got to handle any sale. And I mean, in my years in TV news, 20 plus years, I went through sales. And I think the first one, I was I joined everybody in stressing out to no end. And later on down the line, I was just like, you know what, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And the bottom line is, and, and my advice to people in TV news that go through a sale, if you're the general manager or the news director or somewhere in management, sales or whatever, you know, you you do have a right to be nervous. But once you get down into the newsroom, you know, that's really, I mean, you want to think that you're so important and they're going to just come in and blow you out. But the realistically, that just doesn't happen because they don't go that far down the food chain. Right. And, yeah, I just think, I'm not overly, I'm just not overly concerned about it. I feel like 
we went through the ownership of Sam Zell. We went through bankruptcy. We've had Randy Michaels and, you know, all kinds of crazy things thrown at us over the years. And, um, you know, you just force through it and you do the best you can. And I, I'm not going to be able to determine the outcome of any of it. If it all blows up, it all, <laughs> all blows up. But I don't think that it will. I think we'll be fine. And, the, you know, for the morning show, I, I, how do you guys... There, how do you guys pull it off? I mean, you really do act like you like each other. Um, and I've worked in enough newsrooms that I know not everybody can like each other. But you guys yeah. seem to pull it off. And, uh, I mean, you just, it's amazing. It's amazing what you guys do and, and how you just poke fun at each other and, and just take each other on. And it just, I mean, it you, it feels like, you know, kind of a dysfunctional family that you just want to go join. Yeah, you know, I think this was one of those things where the casting that was done 20 years ago has just kind of worked, right? Like, and, and I don't know that when they put it together, they were necessarily geniuses. I just think sometimes it works out, and it is chemistry. And what I think it is is this reality that we all inherently like and respect each other. We've had we've had some really talented people come in and out of that morning show. You've got Bill Weir, uh, Mike Bars, you know, uh, you've, you know, many people have waltzed in and out and, but we've been able to have good, healthy, um, like authentic friendships. And we've had a couple of times when, you know, they've brought in different cast members that it hasn't clicked, but when years, and I'd say probably for the last, 10 or so it's really just been easy and it just is that i think there's this mutual um respect uh there is this authentic caring like i really do care about robin Baumgarten, and i think she knows that i care about her enough that i ridicule her on the air uh, she knows that it's coming from a place where she knows I, there's just deep enough friendships there that Larry, you know, Larry has called her a pirate whore or something <laughs> here before, and we all laugh, right? Like, none of us <laughs> take ourselves that seriously that we're stressed out about. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, as uh, Robin is unbelievable. I mean, the abuse that she takes, and again, you know, I'm going to be talking to her also on a netcast in the, in the near future here, so it's going to be... Uh, you know, it's going to be great to talk to her. And, uh, you know, it's funny because it's like, I, I mean, I think eventually I'll, I'll bat around the entire horn at WGN News because I am that big of a fan of what the what you guys have done. And the thing I like about you is you're you're so funny and so quick. And but at the same time, I'll never forget. And I think I even posted it on FTV Live. You did a Facebook post because you look like you're just having the greatest time of your life doing your job, and I, and I know you love your job. I mean, you wouldn't do it for 21 years if you did, but you did a Facebook post uh, a couple months ago or whatever where you were just very honest, and you said, hey, look, you know, I don't care what job you have and how much you like it. There's days where you don't want to go to work, and there's days where it's just a, a pain in the ass, for lack of a better term, but you weren't afraid to say it, and I think... It just made, you know, made me and other people just say, you know, wow, this guy really is real. And, uh, yeah. 
I mean, it was great that you said it. I mean, did, were you worried about saying it, or did you just say, the hell with it, I'm, this, I'm going with it? Uh, you know what, I think what I value in my personal life, and probably professionally also, as much as we screw around, I kind of like authenticity. I, I feel good with authenticity. And I think our whole society today longs for something real, right? Like I've, for years, found TV news incredibly tedious, predictable, and boring. And you can see it coming a mile away, and the only time it potentially gets interesting is if the teleprompter breaks down, and all of a sudden you're going to have to see that person be real for half a second, and then you get an idea of what is real, right? But the rest of the time, it's it's awful. Like, it is boring and predictable, and you can just find a different day part, and it's, it's ridiculous, right? So I think our push has always been, let's try to break some rules, let's try to be a little bit more authentic and honest, and accept that, hey, I, I've been doing the same job for 21 years. What's true is, yeah, after 21 years, there are parts of my job that bore me silly. And I would love to be doing something different. And what's also true is there's other parts of the job that I love so much, and I'm tickled and thankful to be able to go in every day and do it. And I think it's okay to be authentic and honest and say that stuff. I think if I would follow someone who's authentic and honest, I'd follow them a million times before I'd follow some guy who's thinking it and reading some prepared script that I know is bullshit, that he doesn't really believe. I, I just desire to hear the real thing. I think that that also is, in some ways, what makes our show successful, especially with Robin Weingarten, because she is the real deal. Like, she's not afraid to say what most people are thinking. That <laughs> yes, I promise you, I 99% agree. of people, TV anchors, would be scared to death to say. Yeah, it's uh, and that, you know, again, I mean, the post was just one of those things that you look and you go, man, Paul is just, he's so funny. He's, you know, he's just hilarious. He gets you going. And then you see that post where you're being real. And it was great because I think everybody that goes to their job, and again, you could have the greatest job in the world, but everybody that goes to their job has days when you're still going to your job. Yeah, it's a job. Yeah, I think what is complex also is that it's really difficult to, when you have, we're in a really great industry. I, I specifically am in a point in the industry that, like, I mean, it is so great, the opportunities and everything that this job affords me. It's not lost on me. When I'm driving into work at 4 o'clock in the morning, that there are other people driving into work who are driving incredibly crappy jobs that they hate, right? And so just having that sense of gratitude and appreciating, I think it is maybe one of the best jobs in the world, especially being in the weather department, where in Chicago, everyone's already assuming you're wrong 80% of the time, so the expectations are so low for me that uh, I'm going to shine. Like, it's, you know, it just is one of those really cool opportunities. Well, and the great thing is, is the anybody that works in the weather department at WGN, any any job you have, whether you're on air, off air, and if anybody complains about the weather, you just blame Tom Skilling. Yeah, my, I'm a peon here. He's a guy in charge of everything. <laughs> I mean, Tom Skilling. Tom Skilling is the weather god. So if there's anything wrong, it's his fault. Yeah, blame him. 
Well, I, you know, as I said, it's uh, when I when you watch, I, I try and put your clips up. You know, I, sometimes I just I put them up, I look at them, I laugh, I put them up, and uh, sometimes your uh, your executive producer Jeff Hoover will send me a clip that I miss. I mean, obviously, living in Florida, I don't get a chance to watch WGN all that often, but I yeah. do watch it on social media all the time. And and you are uh, you've been very involved in social media. And uh, you're, um, I mean, social media, tell me, what do you, what do you like about social media and what do you hate about social media? Yeah. Um, So what I, I think this is the deal for me with social media, why I prioritize it. Uh, Why I prioritize it is because my station has told me to prioritize it, but also uh, like 20, 1993 or four, something like that, I started at, started working at um, the CLTV, this 24-hour news channel that was owned by the Tribune Company. And the whole purpose of CLTV back in that time period was because they kind of foresaw that the newspapers were going to be nosediving with the uh, growth of 24-hour news channels. They were thinking, all right, we've got to find a way to get newspaper reporters uh, into a different medium so that we can extend the longevity of what we're doing here and find a new way to monetize our product. And that was 25 years ago, 26 years ago. Um, and so I remember being, I was involved in setting up the whole weather department back then. And I remember the biggest problem that we had was that the newspaper reporters were like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm busting my ass all day doing this newspaper story that you want me to do. Now you're going to ask me on top of what my job already is, is to show up and sit on a set and talk to some guys on TV about the story that I'm writing for you. No way. I'm not going to do it. Um, the thing struggled because the newspaper reporters didn't want anything to do with them. The great majority of them did not. And as a result, you know, here we are 20 years down the road. And the last thing you want to be in, this town, opportunity-wise, is newspaper jobs are, are dying, right? The whole industry is dying. And I kind of think that TV is going in that same direction, that we've got to figure out a way to get to the next um, new thing. And I'm convinced that that is social media. It is the phone. And so I'm like, listen, I saw what happened with newspaper. I'm going to try to get on the side of what the next new thing is, you know, as fast as I can. So I invested time, a lot of time and energy into posting stuff. It is exhausting and it is, um, like it's tedious and, uh, it's filled with, I, you really have to disconnect yourself emotionally because you post some stuff and, People are going to hate you for it, love you for it, doesn't matter, right? But you're also trying to find a way to develop this brand where you're sharing some personal stuff about yourself. Uh, but I, it is the next thing. And I think TV, the TV industry has to figure out, hey, we're dying. And there's a new thing. we got to get on board with that. And if you're a talent, I think you just kind of have to suck it up and say, this is it. we got to embrace this. It's not fun. It's not what I like. It's extra work. Like I usually, social media is the first thing I work on in the morning when I get up, and it's probably the last thing I'm doing before I go to bed also, and I'm doing it off and on through the day. It never ends. And, um, you know, I don't know what the, uh, like everyone else, you don't know how to monetize it, but um, I just know that's the medium where everyone is 
is going. That's where my kids are, and um, I, that's where we all need to move. And it's going to the economics of everything are changing, and you, you can't fight it. That's where it's going. Well, it's so funny you say that because uh, a guy I worked with in Pittsburgh, we shared an office together, John McIntyre. We worked at WPXI in Pittsburgh, and it was the mid-90s, and I was on the, you know, the internet was really just getting started. Al Gore had invented it a while before, but, you know, we were just getting going. And, um, and I was, like, obsessed with it, and I kept saying to John, I kept saying, you know, there's got to be a way to make money on the internet. There's got to be a way to make a living on the internet. And he laughed at me and laughed at me and laughed at me. And, you know, then in early 2000s, I decided to, you know, leave TV news and and I wasn't. I said I'm not looking for any more jobs in TV news, and I'm going to the internet. And you know I haven't looked back. I mean I've been doing yeah. it for you know 16 almost as long as you've been at WGN. Yeah. And uh, so for for that it's been a uh, you know it's been a uh, it's been a wild ride. But at the same time you know I think anybody that works in the media, whatever the media is should always keep their eye on the next thing. And like you said, get involved, and you may not be making any money at first, but if you if you got a big foot in there, when there is a way to make money, maybe you're, you know, you got the, the upper hand in how to do that. Yeah, yeah you're positioned better than anybody else. So, in Let fact, I'm going to be talking to somebody else uh, in, uh, next week, I think, on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Sonny Abada, who uh, was an anchor in Orlando and has left and is is now blogging. And uh, I think, uh, you know, she she thinks that's the future and she's not making any money doing it yet, but she's still, she's all in. She's putting all her chips, she's pushing them into the table and she's all in. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a big risk, right? But I, I think that's the way, it's the future. And you can sit back and wait for it or you can go out and get it. Well, as I said, you know, Paul, it's it's a pleasure to talk to you. We've never talked in person. We've exchanged emails. We've exchanged DMs. We've exchanged all these different things. I'm, uh, you know, it's very often that uh, in TV news that I'm, like you said, I've, you know, I did it for so long, for so many years, and I agree with everything you say. It's like you have a person with plastic hair sitting at a plastic desk with a plastic cutout of the city behind them. And they're yeah. delivering plastic news, and it's so refreshing to watch WGN news, uh, just the way they do it. And you know, it's it's great stuff. And and you're a huge reason why it's successful. And as I said, you are a real person, and and I learn more about you each time with your social media post and when you're on the air. So it's been great having you on, and I uh, I really appreciate it. Chad, listen, thanks so much. I, listen, I appreciate the great work that you guys, as you are doing as well. That FTV Live is, as we sit on the anchor desk every morning, that's one of the stops that all of us make to kind of get a feel for what's going on. And you're doing great work there. It's nice to kind of find a place where you get information about what's going on in the industry uh, that is relevant. You do a great job of keeping that thing going. So congrats to you as well. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Always good to have somebody from the WGN Morning News on the netcast. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to line up Robin Bumgardner from WGN Morning News, and hopefully we'll get her in here in the next couple weeks. 
But uh, that's going to wrap up this uh, edition. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys for listening. You've made it a success. And uh, I couldn't be more happy. And thank you very much. So I'm out of here. See ya.